Welcome to Hannibal's Horny Abachi, a weekly dinner party where we watch and discuss an episode of Brian Fuller's Hannibal. I am Sonia, your friendly neighborhood true crime nerd. Let's go around the table and introduce the rest of the party. Hi, my name is Celeste. I'm an artist, a nerd, and I'm new to Hannibal. Shit, sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm JJ. I'm a local filmmaker, local nerd, and the fanable of the three. And this week we watch Kono Mono, which first aired May 9th, 2014. This week, babies are having babies, Hannibal is jealous, and Will covered in blood is giving us a king, question mark? <laughs> so, we start with uh, the Wendigo, the Ravenstag giving birth to something, or something being burst out of it, while the Wendigo watches. And the Wendigo in the intro scene reminds me of the Slender Man. I continue to hate the way it moves, though. It moves like a... Uh, it's so creepy. Yeah, it moves like an action figure, you know what I mean? Like, hop, hop, It's, hop, like, hop. not real, but he is. <laughs> oh, I wonder if that's, like, a thing they planned, or it's because the way that costume is, that's actually how he's moving, and it's, like... They actually painted him? Column A, yeah, column B. Uh, well, like, you know, the the mold is from Mass, uh, Mass Mickelson, but... Uh, yeah, it's actually on another actor, like um, a stuntman, hmm. to walk and wear it. So, <laughs> so like, yeah, I'm just curious. Like, <laughs> is that just the way he's actually walking? It looks creepy because I can't move my neck. <laughs> it's like, but Will emerges from the Raven Stag and is covered in bodily fluids, and that continues to be a thing I like in this show. So I was very happy to see that. <laughs> I feel like uh, when I saw that scene, it kind of looked like the like the what is, what is that the stag. Yeah, the stick died and then like birth gave birth to Will. Yeah, yeah, so it's sort of like the innocence of Will dying and then Dark Will like, emerges, <laughs> <laughs> which looks painful by the look of Will's face, a Dark Will's face, and that he was, that he was horrified. <laughs> He's like, oh, what have I become? <laughs> yeah, I wrote uh, when, uh, when, uh, Wendigo witnesses the the new fledgling being born, transformed, traumatized into being. Ooh. Fledgling is also a term they use for. Newborn vampires and Anne Rice books. Yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> but um, so the music they play in Hannibal's house is the same music played in Silence of the Lambs when Hannibal escapes his cell. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, just some trivia for you. Really? <laughs> it was really good music. I was like, when I noticed it, I was like, ha! <laughs> in my head, for some reason, that little piece of music is actually feels like the original theme music for Hannibal the TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever I hear it, that's all I think. <laughs> And they used it in the trailer for uh, Hannibal Season 3, so. Ooh. And so, did anyone um, get really grossed out by the songbirds? Like the- <laughs> you mean, like, them oh, eating? The, uh, yes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I was gagging. <laughs> or ta- how do you say it? Or Talon? Or Talion? Um, yeah, so the or songbirds, or Hannibal, and Will Eat remind me of rich person <laughs> buffalo wings. Way to get that blowjob subtext into the episode. I and I would have thrown up if I hit Sir Bo's bird. Still, I think. Yeah, but they were cooked though. Yeah, but they were still bony and like oh, they had the gosh. beak in the eyes and stuff. And it's like really gross. I wrote here. I was like, like I'm such a picky eater that if <laughs> Hannibal offered that to me, I'll like gag and he'll kill me because I was rude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was like, the bones crunching was stomach churning because you have to eat it whole, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so well, isn't that a thing where people eat like baby? birds like from like the egg yes yeah that's a i think a vietnamese thing um i think i recall that in like some sort of ramen ish dish where they, like the egg has um a bird a baby bird in it i'm like Ooh, that'd be so gross to eat. i imagine the bones would be a lot softer but <laughs> i can't do it probably i can't <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I, I wrote that uh, Will and Hannibal's Eating the Birds is meant to be homoerotic, <laughs> and it's it's canon because that, that that's what Brian Fuller said. It's meant to be homoerotic, <laughs> and the frames and angles, yeah, are almost pornographic, and yet still chaste. You know, well, they like slowly put like, like this oh, round yeah. sort of long object into their mouths and slowly before like crunching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just like, so is it implying that they would eat a penis too? I don't get it. Well. well <laughs> I believe uh, Brian Fuller said, like, uh, I think it was last episode, I said, uh, or, did I say that last episode? It felt like a consummation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when they were uh, having dinner at the end and they're eye-fucking each other, I said, mm-hmm. it, dinner felt like consummation. Where actually Brian Fuller said, this scene, them eating the birds, is them actually, like... Having sex. Almost. <laughs> oh metaphorically. And all that. So, huh. that's why those angles are there and all this, and it's just... Thank you for making that creepier to me. You're welcome. That's <laughs> what I'm here for. <laughs> but speaking of that, I think I blocked out most of the episodes featuring this level of hanagram because it makes me angry. Because <laughs> I'm like, man, how did I not remember this scene? <laughs> I, I wrote a food gathering list, so that, yeah, that makes sense of what J.D. says <laughs> about that scene. Well, he even mentions, like, the first time he had that bird dish, mm-hmm. it was, like, sublime. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to look up what the what those birds are actually made of for the show so the actors can eat it. I can't remember now. Probably jello or something. It was something like um, like a batter or something, yeah, and it was shaped and it was, you know, deep fried so it looked like a bird and all that. And the crunchiness was actually like, uh, I just know it was all edible. And I know in the show they ate like six or seven of those birds and apparently they're so filling. <laughs> If you can imagine, like, you're eating, like, the, those... I'm um, eating uh, boneless wings right now. Yeah, Thanks for wings. calling me out, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying, that's how, like, hearty those birds were when they made them for the actors to eat. So if you can imagine, like, eating, like, I guess maybe ten of those. Ooh, that'd be delicious. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> apparently it's very filling, <laughs> the way Janice Poon makes those fake birds to eat. So. Well, and it seemed kind of predatory, too, because, like, they're eating tiny birds, right? Mm-hmm. And usually when you see a tiny bird die, it's usually at the hand of a cat or a snake or something. And I really like that that imagery because they're eating it whole, like the feathers and everything. Like, I don't know if the feathers were still on it, but... I don't it, think so. They, they look, look kind of... They look pretty naked. Yeah. <laughs> it's possible, yeah, after he drowned it and it dried a little. He, well, Will did he, mention that he plucked the bird, too. Like, he, like, mentioned, like, he's like, am I, like, uh, did I drown and... Packed and cooked and something like that. Oh, like, that's there's, right. Like, there's he a line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when someone's going to eat him. I'm I should have like, wrote it down. I, I didn't know I was going to quote that. Uh, plucked and roasted is what he said. So. Yeah. <laughs> but as for the, that whole scene, just like, again, to go back to our last episode, where we were feeling like we were witnessing something that we shouldn't be. Like, mm. you're looking through, you're trapped behind a curtain and you're watching people having sex and you don't want to say anything because you don't want to interrupt it and it would be <laughs> awkward. This makes it sound like this is seriously that it hasn't happened to me but it feels like mm. you're hiding in a closet because you accidentally ended up in someone else's room and you're like you don't want to embarrass anybody and <laughs> it's like i should just live through it it's like i'll just lie down <laughs> i've done that well, well not been in the closet while stuff's <laughs> happening but like um i won't say who but whoever i was li- living with at the time intimate things were happening in the next room they forgot to shut the door oh, oh, no. so i was sitting there and I, like just away like on the computer or whatever and i can hear it starting and i was about to say something like like shut the door but then things started going and i was like oh <laughs> you know i'm just gonna put on my headphones <laughs> and just blast music 
But then I started hearing them through my headphones. So then I was like, <clears throat> and you know, making noise, like clinking things. <laughs> and then, and then finally I heard it stop, and the door finally shut. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, you know, you know, kids, <laughs> before you get intimate, <laughs> just make sure things are closed. Do a double Put the check sock on the door. <laughs> Something. <laughs> Well, and it's like, um, it seems kind of voyeuristic the way that they're eating stuff, too, like, because it's, it's mm-hmm. such a show for each other, and I'm like, uh, it, it seems like Will is more hesitant to do it. Like, uh, that's, it's kind of like, uh, it seems like it's his first time being in a gay relationship. If we can, like, yeah. if the food is basically... Uh, well, to be fair, he's lying. Mm-hmm. So, like, on Hannibal, like, we're not spoiling anything, right? We, we know the ending, so... Mm-hmm. We know he's lying. So it's like, it's literally like lying to someone you're dating and saying like, yeah, but it's all good. <laughs> when you're cheating on oh, Yeah, cheating on he's, he's almost cheating, I guess, in that sense. Because Hannibal is doing this, this thing with him and it's obviously he doesn't do it for everybody. So, And I found, I found it so weird in that scene when he says, um, when I killed Freddie Lowndes, I was like, up to this point, we've all been dancing around. That's, that's what we are, but we... You know, if if uh, if you're Will and I'm Hannibal, we've never actually said it to each other. I I'm a murderer. I kill blah blah. blah. <laughs> we speak in metaphors that I've killed blah blah blah. But this is the first time where he's like, when I, I killed, killed Freddie Lowndes, and it's like, it's like, are you wearing a wire? Like who who <laughs> flat out, you know, admits that? You know, so that's where I was kind of like, I feel like, well, he, it's a weird moment that he had to lie yeah it's bizarre because like um in the show no one outright admits that they've killed people it's always a metaphor for what yeah. they've done or someone else declares so-and-so killed someone yeah mm-hmm. or like in uh freaking um mason's case it's always like uh like he's he's not admitting it he's just saying oh yeah stuff happened yeah and i'm like <laughs> yeah exactly it's never ever really declared like that from a person and that I thought it was so weird. It was I never really noticed it before, and I was like, "Oh, how jarring!" Like, yeah, hmm. maybe it was like a slip up because the mood was like so in- intimate. So intimate, intimate yeah. yeah. And it kind of like threw him off. <laughs> and it probably felt like he had to like say something, like "I declare that I did this." <laughs> I decline. <laughs> and, and then Hannibal called him radiant. I was just like, <laughs> "Dang!" Uh, but, but I loved it. He didn't actually call him like say it, but he said so and so. Thing to fuel your radiance is actually what he said <laughs> but still he actually he called him radiant and i'm like who said that but Nobody. speaking of freddie um the burning wheelchair with the body uh attached to it is how freddie died in the film red dragon and in the book as well mm. um and so if freddie had a failing it would be that she demands perfection if she had a failing. So, because so, Will is talking about how her relentless pursuit of the truth, or her truth at least, is what killed her. And I'm like, uh, the whole time I'm like, oh man, poor Freddy. Poor Freddy. Poor Freddy. Yeah. <laughs> so sad. Because I, I, like, I love the women characters on the show, so mm-hmm. their deaths always devastate me more. Oh, Even yeah, though we know the sure. end of the episode, what happens. But still, it's like, it's devastating to me, because like, of the men's death, of the men's deaths on the show, I think the only one that affected me was Chilton's. Mm. Not. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I love how Jack continues to look annoyed at uh, at Will and <laughs> every single time. I know. Well, I, I feel think... like he looks more con- 
confused <laughs> than annoyed. I think it's because, you know, the, the the ending of the episode reveals it all, but I think it finally shows, like, what's really going on uh-huh. here a little bit. So that's probably why. And then all of the past episode makes more sense. And the way, you know. Everything's Jack, coming together. Yeah. yeah, it's all coming together. And, and Jack is playing along. So. Well, uh, well, and it drove me nuts before, too, because when, I, first, when I, I was watching this live as it aired, so I was getting so annoyed with Jack for not noticing. I was getting annoyed with Alana for not noticing. Hmm. I'm like, what the fuck is You guys are paid to be able to see this in people. Why are you not seeing it? And then when this happened, I'm like, okay, I forgive the last four episodes. Because <laughs> <laughs> so. I was hating it. I'm like, Hannibal is getting away with this shit. Why aren't you people noticing? <laughs> like, you, you feel like I'm Mugatu in Zoolander. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. <laughs> like, you guys t- suck at your jobs right now. It's <laughs> like, Dad, I could do this job. But it's like, I don't know. Like, it, it, everything makes sense at the end. And I just hate it. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, I've been so upset for the last four episodes. Why are oh, like- <laughs> Well, that makes it more, even more satisfying when you see Freddy there. And they're mm. like... Wow. Spoiler, <laughs> but this is this episode makes if we can jump to the end. The fact that Freddy's still alive makes me believe that unless you see somebody cutting the meat off of somebody, then no one's dead. Yeah, <laughs> That's what no, I let's, well, let's actually like, physically see them put them in the ground and like actually like oh you did it yourself, you know. They didn't really do that for Abigail though. Like even now, no. I still <laughs> okay. No, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> It's like, um, mm-hmm. like even now, I still think she's like alive out there. Mm. Hold on, I'm grabbing some booze. <laughs> yeah, I'm grabbing some booze. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. Oh, okay. Uh, well, that scene where the um the flaming person, well, Freddy, was mm. going down like the like the little ramp thing, like the guard there, he was like on it. Yeah, like <laughs> he was not yeah. scared. I like got the fire extinguisher. Like I was and he like he just went. For it. He didn't like scream or jump or anything like an actual human would do. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, like, oh, sorry. Um, well, I am the fire warden at my day job. And we're having, <laughs> we're having, a, fire, <laughs> we're having a fire drill next week. And I'm so terrified because, like, even if it's a drill, I'm like, I'm responsible for these people's lives. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like so terrified about it. I'm like, oh my god, what if it's a real fire? Oh my god, what if it, like the the exit we're supposed to go out through is like covered in flames? Oh my god, how are we gonna get out? <laughs> it's incessantly worrying. Like you don't know how you're gonna act in an emergency. I like to think I do the honorable thing, but that's not always the case because <laughs> it's like self preservation. Damn it, take care of yourselves. I think I'm the type of person who will freeze, <laughs> honestly, which is okay because a lot of people. Um, I remember when, um, Parliament Hill here in Canada, uh, got attacked by, um, some guy, some guy with a gun. Mm. People were criticizing the Prime Minister, who at the time was Stephen Harper, for hiding in his office. I'm like, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, they, they all tell you, stay in your office. Like, Yeah. What is he oh. supposed to do? He's not, he's not, uh, trained, military trained. Stay in your office. Don't be a hero. Yeah, isn't that what the, that one guy did out in the hallway? He, like, tackled the, the shooter and... Yeah, it's like, he was just doing his job. But he had military training, too. Yeah. Like, he was trained, so it's well, like... But that's what he said when they, like, the next day, you know, all of, like, Parliament, you know, applauded him coming in. And he was just like, no, no, I was literally doing my job. That's <laughs> my job. <laughs> I love heroes like that. But it's it also comes up with certain things, too. Like, um, one time I was at a, a local marketplace here in Winnipeg called The Forks with my father. And my dad is trained as a firefighter and a first responder. 
And so we're walking around and all of a sudden this guy runs out of a restaurant. It's like, okay, we need someone who knows CPR. And both me and my dad know CPR. But being as it's Winnipeg, we and this most uh, we saw that we we were like, okay, we can't do it because if we do it, this guy's a racist. He's gonna hate the fact that like a bunch of natives saved his life. So we said that we we just decided, okay, we're not gonna do it. And my dad later was talking to me. And he's like, well, did you say that the reason you didn't want to you did you say you weren't gonna do it because? Of this reason, and I'm like, yeah, it's because I thought if it was a white person, they would have said, oh my god, we're being saved by Native people. Like, it was the worst memory I have right now, because <laughs> I'm like, I could have saved someone. They were okay. But still, I was terrified. I'm mm. sorry. It's like, damn it, I could have been a hero. No, but, <laughs> well, not really, but, like, it's still because it, it's, it made me sad, because the, the first thought me and my dad both had was of the racist uh, remark that would have happened if this could, if the person we ended up saving was a bigot. And it's such a horrible thing to think about, especially here. It's like I would I wish I could help people, but I'm like always terrified of the not the implication, but the um the result. I guess is a good mm. word. Hmm. So it's like it's bizarre. Sorry, my sister's giggling in the background, so I don't know why that time, Sonia didn't say that guy. <laughs> he was fine, don't worry. <laughs> he had a pulse. <laughs> but this kind of reminds me, like, this talk, um, I have our little, like, little fan that likes, um, reblogging things. Oh, yeah. Like, we're 20? Fan. Yeah. Wait, 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 Shout wait. out to the fan. I forgot your name. Oh, I'm going to look it up right now. Wait, tell you, tell you story. 80? I think so. Yeah. But uh, they reblogged the thing where you have your sign and you, it says like, "What do you do in like in danger?" And they're like, and I think uh, they wanted us to like, <laughs> like read what ours are. Okay, let me check that oh, out. Are you talking about the horoscope one? I think so. Or it's like, what you would do if you encountered a serial killer? Check your horoscope <laughs> for which one you are. Yeah. And I think mine was you would uh, make friends with the serial killer and then become their <laughs> become their sidekick. Right. And I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. Sidekick. <laughs> I did say I was more of a will than a... <laughs> <laughs> if I remember what mine was, I think it was screaming really loudly, but attacking the person or something like that. <laughs> Let me see. I found her. Hold on. No, I'm just trying to find it. Damn it! Okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, um, I think in... Uh, me and my sister have were once terrified because we thought somebody was going to attack us. So our first thought was like, okay... I'll go for the upper body, you go for the lower body break. Because <laughs> <laughs> we grew up on a reserve, so we know how to fight dirty. That's like the the Cree woman way, you fight dirty. So you attack them in the in the front, or would she go from the back and you go for No, the we're, both in, we're both in front, so I take the top, she take the legs, and we meet at the middle. <laughs> like a hot dog. <laughs> it's like a hot dog. Like a hot dog. <laughs> but it's like similar to that. It's like, uh, like you, you hope that you'll react in a good way, but it's like sometimes the, the, the message you get from it is like, it's maybe best not to do this right now. That's the the message I get, mm. which is okay. Like it's it's cool if that's your response because that's like a, a normal human response. It's like um, I know the type of person I am. I am a coward person. <laughs> so <laughs> so okay. <laughs> with fight or flight, you would be flight. Yeah, mm. basically, because like even freaking uh, okay, got it. it. Yeah, so count uh, D eighty posted the signs when a serial killer is in the house. So for Sagittarius. Uh, which me and JGR make small talk with the killer and then ends up becoming the killer's accomplice. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn it! <laughs> and mine is lose their shit 
uh, but defends themselves well. <laughs> For my sister, yeah. who's a Leo, pretends not to be scared, but kind of is. Still strategically makes it out of the house, though. <laughs> what about that, that one? What about that my sister, one. Aries? Okay, Aries uh, literally doesn't care and just sits in the couch chilling. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you, Alex, about Thank it. you, County 80, for that message. That was pretty cute. I didn't see that earlier. Otherwise, this I is a, a nice shout-out. <laughs> <laughs> but where are we? Okay. Uh, so we find out in this episode that Margot was using Will for his penis. Uh, he Who feels, wouldn't? Yeah, that's what I wrote here. He feels used. I'd be happy to buy that at a secondhand store. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, because uh, she, she admit, like, he, in the last episode, she tells him that she's interested in him and just seeing his scars, right? Hmm. I don't know. I don't recall why Will was so hurt. She's like, I lied. What did she lie about? Let's refresh my memory here. Um, like, she didn't really mention a baby to Will mm-hmm. when they got it on. I think she might have lied about um, her maybe an ability to conceive or anything like that. Like oh. I, don't, I don't think there was like a frank discussion about uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Contra- contraceptive. Yeah, using yeah. condoms. Yeah, so I don't know if there was like a direct conversation. I think it was implied, and I think that's what half the conversation is when he said, "But I thought you said I lied." Mm-hmm. She might have just said in passing. Mm. I'm on the pill, like, don't worry about it or something. And I like how you looked at Celeste when you said that. Well, no, I'm <laughs> talking to both of you. I know, I just made me giggle, sorry. <laughs> there were pills in front of me earlier. <laughs> no, they kidding. were mine! <laughs> but um, I think that's all it was. It's just because... I think, uh, ironically, I don't know, like, that, that still feels like when you do lie like that. No, I don't think you can get prosecuted for that, for lying. Regarding the getting her pregnant? Getting her pregnant. I don't think so. But anyway, um, I think that's all it is. It's just, you know, uh, your partner would like to know, you know, is that a concern? Or at least whenever I've done things, that was a thing asked before moving forward. So Yeah. <laughs> but in Marco's defense, like, she's going to be doing all the work anyway. Yeah. It's like, does she really need Will around for that? Which, she, you know, she says. It's like, you know. Male influence, cool. <laughs> yeah, like, don't really need it, but you can... Be baby daddy if you want, but you don't have to. Yeah. It reminds me of the line from Wonder Woman. Men are essential for procreation, but not necessarily for pleasure. (laughs) 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 But in Will's case, I'll make an exception. (laughs) But uh, that scene with Mason with the child was a tense-ass cutaway scene. Like, it was just so gross to me. Because, like, you cut away from Margot telling Hannibal that Mason is not good with kids. Mm -hmm. And then they imply why. And he's a, he's torturing this poor kid by telling him like that his foster parents don't love him and that they're sending him away and he'll never see his cat again. I'm like, you bastard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was on edge the whole time in that scene. Just like Mason himself yeah, does he's that. Just like, Hello. <laughs> just and like, I was like, uh, freeze up. <laughs> well, you know, whenever you encounter like a, a creepy old man when you're young, you're always like so off off kilter. Like you're. Your uh, responses are, are so, like, on point, right? And so I was wondering why this kid was just like, oh, yeah, like, here's this creepy guy in a, in a coat and in the horse stable. What the hell's he doing here? <laughs> I was wondering, is it implied that there's something in the chocolate? I think they imply it with Margot. Yeah, early, I think when, it's we like first, a, when we first met her. Yeah, right? he's like, you should have taken the chocolate. I think it's some sort of, like, it, the implication I got was that it's some sort of repressive that lowers your ability to fight back. 
That's mm. what I was thinking. Yeah, like a sedative or something? Yeah, some sort of sedative or something. Or, but then or why at least would, like a muscle relaxer. Yeah. Some but then why would he give it to the kid? And then I was like, ooh, fridge horror. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. At one point I was like, why would he give the kid a chocolate if he already got the tear that he wanted? But then maybe, you know. We get, we He's can, just like, know where this is going, yes. Just wanted to make sure I was the only one who had that. Yeah, because I thought the chocolate was like, uh, like a, like a sedative. Hmm, that's what I thought. Yeah, like or or something like. Uh, if you if you have a different answer, please let us know. <laughs> but it's um, Mason's hair was fucking amazing. I'm just like, oh my god, it was so cool. Like I'm so upset. Like I fucking hate that creep and his child tear martinis, but his hair is so cool. I just love it. Ugh. But what did you guys? What else did you think of that scene other than abject horror? <laughs> I thought he was going to feed him to the horses. <laughs> Just because the whole pig thing. And I was like, oh gosh, are those horses? People Wild too. <laughs> and also, did you guys notice the the kind of phallic imagery of him handing the the carrot to the kid? That was kind of like gross to me. Because the way they, they presented it, he just like whips it out, the carrot, to give to the kid. And I'm like... No. <laughs> well, I didn't think about it too much. That was me being cr- gross. <laughs> I was just like, because well, I've been watching, this is the second time I've watched the episode, so I'm like, I saw that, and I'm like, no. It just, like, made me laugh when he, like, patted that kid's head and, like, immediately, like, wiped it off his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and then just throws the chocolate at him. Like, yeah. not even chocolate. Chocolate. But he, like, he literally drinks, like, children's tears. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh, He's a bad guy. He's a terrible man, like... Like, cause he's like a super villain, right? He's a ter- he's Lex Luthor mm. of the Hannibal universe. He's a terrible man. I thought you were going to say like, oh, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> at first, I wasn't sure like what what the big deal was with him drinking the, the or having the tears in his martini. Um, like I was like, okay, I guess tears are salty. But I think it's been scientifically proven now that um, different types of emotions produce different types of tears, and each tear. It is a different consistency and a different chemicals and so if you if you look at tears under a microscope it might have been mm-hmm. just a Facebook thing but I don't remember that. <laughs> um, if, yeah if you look look up tears under a microscope and they were tears produced during different emotions they look different their consistency is different so so you had to scare the kid yeah so fear tastes different mm. that well, seems to be a theme in this show yeah well because he uh, <laughs> he he scared Margot broke her arm and he took her tear. Mm. And he took the tear again, spoiler, when he uh, sterilized her at the end. Mm. And I'm like, man, he's a terrible man. Mm. Oh, But his hair is cool. <laughs> so Will has started sweating in the night again while he dreams. The house must, must smell like dogs and regret. Like poor man. Because <laughs> it's just so sad to see him. Like, cause he, um, that's how you know he's not really dark Will. Like, because he's, he's having nightmares about what's going on. That's how I was like, oh, no, the goodwill is still inside there somewhere. Yeah, that's we true. We haven't, we haven't seen the, the nightmares for a while. And mm-hmm. then we thought after getting, you know, his brain all fixed from the... Uh, his stay at Chilton's Hotel, man. What, what was wrong with his brain again? Encephalitis. Encephalitis. I don't know why I was going to say hepatitis. <laughs> That's not right. Sorry, Will. Sex yeah, I thought he his dreams would have been, but I guess he's always had nightmares. Then, so mm. they were just made a little worse by the disease before. Mm. So I guess yeah, he he'll always have them. I guess that's what keeps him human are the nightmares. Like, he does have like a livid, imagined, imaginary mm. mind. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm guessing his nightmares is <laughs> very like that as well. Mm. But Alana's the worst this episode. Like her and, but I hate Dark Will's treatment <sighs> of her too. Like Dark Will is just treating her like, well, they both suck. Basically, that's what I'm getting at. They both are terrible. <laughs> And the gun safety was so piss poor this episode. I was so pissed because I hate when people use guns improperly on TV shows because it's so dangerous. And mm-hmm. it just contributes to kids accidentally shooting themselves in the face. And so there's a whole scene where he has his finger on the tr- where he hands it to her. Her finger's on the trigger and the barrel's pointed at its junk. I'm like, that would be a terrible thing to happen. Was her hand on the trigger? I think this ha- her hand was on the trigger. I didn't think so. Like I remember watching that scene too l- l- with gun safety in mind. <laughs> Um, well, let me see. It's probably because I'm also a filmmaker and, uh, you know, gun safety is, uh, even on set, uh, even with prop guns, there's always the safety talk and we're double checking that guns are, mm-hmm. you know, good. Especially after what, what is it, uh, the, crow? the crow? Yeah, Brendan, yeah. Le- Brendan Lee died because, um, a blank was incorrectly put into the gun and he, it was fired. Uh, there was a, what was it? There was a leftover gun in the, in the barrel, a leftover bullet in the barrel of the last blank. No one cleared it out. So when the next blank was put in there, the first blank acted as a bullet. So that's what killed Brendan Lee. Mm-hmm. And the poor mm-hmm. guy who killed, accidentally killed him was like totally broken up about it for the, for his, the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. Exactly. Yeah. So I think, yeah, yeah, it's always, huge gun safety on set so i'm pretty pretty sure when i watched that scene i was like oh no yeah they're good they're good but still like he was pointing it at himself it was terrible what i took from that scene is i feel like will has a plan in mind and Mm -hmm. that's why he's just being creepy (laughs) yeah yeah like he's still like practice like at one point, he's kind of, like, daring her. Like, maybe he kind of wants her to pull the trigger on him. But on the other hand, he wants her to, like, learn how to, like, handle the gun so she can protect herself. Because mm-hmm. she's, like, and still hanging around. I have, like, more to say later in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, what, what is the next scene after this? Uh, Mason with Hannibal. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. not there. <laughs> but it just makes me laugh, though. If you want to see a movie with really, really good gun safety, watch the first Tremors. Like, they use a mwah. Oh, yeah. gun safety in that movie is amazing. But anyway. So oh, yeah. Sorry, I just brought up the scene. I'm just bringing it up just a second. Da, da, da. I want you to have something. <laughs> I know, there's a brief moment there where, like, I'd be scared. Like, what do you want me to have? Please don't come out with a gun. Shit, he came out with a gun. Please don't give me a head. Yeah. Like, I okay, don't on. get that either in this scene, only because she has so, her suspicions of Will. Right, so he has it. It's pointed down. He's got a palm out. Don't be afraid to use it. And then he turns it in his hand. Buy a box. He puts the handle at her. Find a range. And he's holding it flat in his hand like you're supposed to. But it's probably loaded, too. It's a flat. There, no, I think there. he mentioned that it's supposed to be empty. But yeah, like, but her hand isn't on the trigger at all, but she is pointing it at him, so. Yeah, that's dangerous. That is dangerous. Oops, sorry. But anyway, yeah. It's a, it's a little sketchy, but I get, I guess it's supposed to be because he's law enforcement and he's pretty sure 
That she yeah. does not use it. Yeah, and he's got the safety on, and I'm sure it's fine, but yeah. Never yeah. trust the safety. Like yeah. that's always double double check, kids. When I went to Vegas, like that the guy who taught us how to use the gun was like this army dude or something. I can't remember. My sister's in the room. Was he an army guy? Yeah. Yes, he was. Okay, sorry, that's my sister in case you didn't know. But we're discussing, and we were like on the Garmy range, and he was teaching us properly how to hold guns. And every single time we finished firing, he would check them to make sure that they were still they were empty. And so it's like re- like really hardcore safety issue. And mm. so yeah, it was amazing. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, sorry, so, sorry, go ahead. So, uh, so Mason visits Hannibal to take him up on his offer for therapy, and I love how Mason always mirror images Hannibal. His suits are brighter, his hair is messier, and Mason is louder. Mm. So it's really funny to see that. Yeah, the contrast between them is is overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, it's like they they're similar but different because yeah. his hair is always a mess. He's always like he's so fucking loud every time he's talking to Hannibal, and uh, he's American. Whereas Hannibal's European. Hmm. He has that, in, that in terrible, like, nasally voice in terms of, like, how he's talking. Like, I'm trying to do it, but I can't do it properly. <laughs> like, you can tell, like, I'm, I'm playing the scene now, like, I'm looking at it. Um, he carries himself, they both carry themselves as aristocracy, you know? Like, they're from upper-class people. But, yeah, you can definitely see the difference in the contrast. Um, because uh, Mass is, you know, or Hannibal's European. They carry themselves differently, and because he's supposed to be American, yeah, he carries himself differently, and it's just, even though they look, like you said, even though they're mirroring, they still carry themselves differently. It's yeah, just so American brash. the way. Yeah. Like, even though he's upper class, he's still just, still got no class. Yeah, you he's know? like, well, because he's, he's new money. Like, mm. I, th- I think you can, you can probably, excuse me, you could probably make the case that Mason's father was the one who made them rich. Mm-hmm. And that's why... His son is allowed to be the little pissant he is. Like, because yeah. he's like, oh, yeah, well, my daddy didn't give me this, so, like, my son's going to have that. And I'm like, yeah, mm. ooh. <laughs> but it's creepy. <laughs> but uh, Mason is me if I were around Hannibal. He'd kill me for being so loud and such a mess. Because <laughs> you see Hannibal, like, looking at the couch after Mason yeah. sat. <laughs> and it's just, like, his jacket's all over the, the couch and the, the pillow's all messed up. And I'm mm. like... Wow. <laughs> so this is, this is what Hannibal's like. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, my parents oh, parent just left you. Oh. Sorry. I just love how annoyed Hannibal looks throughout this conversation with Mason. <laughs> I think it's why I like Mason. He's the only one to get anything reaching human responses out of Hannibal. Like, even Will doesn't get that kind of response out of Hannibal. Other than, you know, good feelings. Good feelings, love. Yeah. But it's more like, even later we see him smiling with Hannibal. With uh, We see Hannibal smiling at Mason. But it's mm-hmm. more out of like, you're being an asshole, but I'm yeah. really enjoying this type thing. So it's pretty cool. I think they see a kinship in each other, even though they're, he is a freaking garbage human being. Mm. Hmm. But I do like how he keeps manipulating everybody, and it's just like he seeds that... Um, you know, unless biology provides another in regards to that whole, um... Margo. Yeah, the whole, you know, having a legacy and all that kind of thing. And it's just... You could just see Hannibal's fingers in everybody. Hey. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> fingers in everything. You know what I meant. <laughs> you know the expression. <laughs> so, we cut to Freddy's funeral. And I love how Will is only there 
to be like, she accused me of a crime I didn't commit. I am just here to make sure she's dead. <laughs> so that's his whole reason for being there. I love him in a scarf, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah! <laughs> all I can think about, it, it's, it looks cold. <laughs> and that's all I'm thinking about is, man, that scene is just like, I hope they, like, they got it done in like a half an hour because it looks cold. <laughs> yeah. I like this pull away oh, here when... Lana walks away from him. I'm like, ooh, I like that. Good pull mm. focus there. Just uh, great cemetery. Yeah. Even though I don't like their relationship, it's like sad to think how much that they kind of like loved each other before. Before, yeah. Mm. And now they both sort of change. Mostly will. <laughs> and she's uh, she's afraid of him. And, yeah. And I, I know it's just sad to think about. <laughs> yeah, to me that's the same thing. Like, cause they they were close. Um, I think that Alana is kind of uh, stringing him along in a way, though, like beforehand, because she's like, I want to be with Hannibal, but I still want to have some sort of relationship with Will, where I'm stringing him along, even though he thinks Hannibal's a killer, and I don't. Mm. So it's like, I don't know. Alana is always going to be a point of contention for me. Mm. Like, I, I just don't like her. I don't really got that from that scene, at least in this season. In the beginning, of course, she was definitely that way. It's like, Hannibal, yeah. But now, like, in this, like, episode, I don't think she- she has, like, any feelings for Will, but I think she kind of misses the old Will. Yeah, we all um, do. I miss him. I Definitely. But <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get to the next scene. All right, so Hannibal's discussion it. about fathers with Will mm. comes off as so bitchy to me. <laughs> I don't know why. He just sounded so bitchy the whole time. It's like you always want to form a legacy. I don't know why. I made him sound like, so like a bore there. But... <laughs> But I love that he meant he mentions uh, Misha. Misha Lecter has been mm. mentioned before. Misha. In the Hannibal book, Hannibal attempts to brainwash Clarice Starling into believing she is Misha. Just a Ew. bit of trivia there. Mm. Which makes me, because like, they become lovers in the book, so I'm like, so is he kind of incesty love with his sister Misha? I think he just built her up in her in his mind to some, to some goddess level thing. But yeah, mm. it's just like... I don't know, like, in the context of the show, I don't know how Misha plays out. I think she's just a ghost. Like, mm-hmm. a symbol of his of of his loss in sense or something. But yeah, doesn't Will ask him, though, like, why did you kill her? And he, he doesn't even answer that, like, again, directly, but he doesn't deny it either. So. Oh, yeah, I did, like, when did you kill her? Yeah, yeah, that's what he asks. And I thought that was fascinating, because, um, I don't know, in the show, they seem to insinuate that Hannibal has... They don't. No one ever declares it, you know. Even in the in the film in the films, though, I think it said that someone else killed Misha. Misha. But he ate her. Mm. Yeah, but he still ate her because of you know tragic circumstances. But it sounds like they they make you know I, I could be crazy, but they make it sound like Misha was his first kill mm-hmm. to me, and and the first one that he ate. Well, isn't that the truth in the books? But yeah, so after a number of months yeah. of starvation, Misha was killed and eaten by the group uh, they were captured by, and uh, some of her remains being fed to Hannibal. This event would be the catalyst into Hannibal's descent into murder and cannibalism. And Misha Lecter on the TV show, Misha was mentioned by Hannibal in the episode Nakachoko and Konomono. During conversations with Will Graham, Hannibal said that he had been like a father to Misha and that she had taught him a lot about himself. Mm. So implying mm. that he could have eaten her. Yeah. Again, they they left it wide open. I think because at this time, uh, there were still potentially uh, three or four more seasons for the show. So they were leaving it 
open-ended. And you were, I think you were supposed to find out more of that, but bleh. <laughs> bleh. 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 Uh, but the teacup in, in the oh, scene the teacup becomes a re- recurring image throughout the rest of the season. And the fandom, oh my god. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I am like, we get it, it's a metaphor. <laughs> but like, I see it all the time, fan art and just stories, it's like, or people's usernames or my little teacup. <laughs> <laughs> I see teacup everywhere, and I'm just like, oh, for goodness sake. Or, like, there's someone posted uh, a thing in Japan when you break when you break uh, China, you seal it back together with gold. Oh, and yeah. So I think they mentioned yeah. that on the show, didn't they? I think so, yeah. He does. See, yeah, so it's just like, and I'm like, and again, Fanable's just like, look at the top. And I'm just like, settle down. <laughs> But yeah, that that becomes a bigger thing because like Will is the teacup according to Hannibal, and it's just like is he? I'm like is yeah. he? I don't know. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought that he's the he's the teacup. Is I, Hannibal the teacup? I thought the teacup was a metaphor for their love. Their, <laughs> nah. Uh, well, yes, no, a metaphor for their family. Oh, for his family with uh, Abigail, Hannibal, and, and Will. Will at yeah. the beginning of season one. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's still about Will. Yeah, I thought Will was a Because oh, okay. he kind of, like, destroys anybody he knows, and Will's, like, the only one who kind of, like, came back. Yeah, and Will is broken. Like, he's a mm. broken man. Like, he may have been glued back together through his time with Chilton, but he is still, you can see the scars there. He's like a terracotta warrior, like, that has been broken. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> but it's it's true. Like, I, I always saw the teacup as well. Hmm. Um, but it's it's still pretty, like, because it, that, that, it is a metaphor that is interpreta- open to interpretation, I Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it could be about Hannibal as well. Hannibal has been broken, too, in the past. Mm. And I think it's his intention to not be broken again. I think. Mm. Mm-hmm. But, like, uh, okay, the reason I, th- I I figured it was a metaphor for family, because he says, you know, I um, sometimes I drop a teacup on the ground on purpose. Just and I'm not sad just to see what happens. And that's that's a giant metaphor for being a psychopath. A lot of them will just do... Whatever, because they're curious what will happen. And then I'm not satisfied when it doesn't gather itself up up again. It's like, oh, I guess I shouldn't have done that. Can I fix that? No, they're dead. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just an interesting conversation because... Oh, what sucks is I can't comment more because I will spoil things. <laughs> no, keep it in mind okay, for later. But, okay, yeah. <laughs> but definitely keep this conversation in mind for the finale. Okay. Uh, because I think that's what this is leading up to f- mm. for, for the show. And that's why I probably think that. Well, and so. it reminds me of uh, the the book in the movie, We Need to Talk About Kevin. Because Kevin in the book is this sociopathic child who has um, who goes on a killing rampage at this high school. And then in the movie, at least, uh, they visit Kevin in jail, and he has become a lot more empathetic because he's been teared apart by the people in prison. Mm. And so he has a little bit more empathy because he understands that there is consequences to his behavior. Mm. So shit doesn't fly in prison. So, like, people kick the shit out of him. And so I think that's something that would have kind of happened for Hannibal if he ever went to prison. 
Like, I don't know, into real prison, into not, like, into, like, Jeffrey Dahmer prison, you know what I mean? Like, where you, because, like, the reason they didn't put Jeffrey Dahmer into General Pop was, be, uh, Gen Pop was because he would have been killed by a bunch of people. And he was, eventually, when they put him into Gen Pop. Well, it's not the whole reason he's not even with, uh, or, you know what? I think it's because of his lawyer that he's even by himself in the in the, in the, in the movies in the movies and in the TV show later on when he goes to jail. The only reason he's in the hospital is because of his lawyer. Oh yeah, and the, his defense. Otherwise, I think he would have gone to Gen to, to regular. Uh, yeah. Why am I talking like I'm a CEO or <laughs> like Gen Po? You would have been in SAG. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> I watch too much Orange Is the New Black. It's like <laughs> the lingo. She knows the lingo. I should have been a cop, but um. So Freddy just displayed corpse is cool as hell. I love that. They imply later that Hannibal was the one who displayed mm. her, but I think it was Will. Because Hannibal would have left, I, I believe Hannibal would have left flowers, given her a Shiva garland of flowers. He probably would have given her a belt of severed heads too. That's with how Shiva usually appears in, in artistry. So it I is winter it, and it is cold. All the other times, <laughs> it was summer or fall. So I'll bet Hannibal's like, fuck this. Maybe he was trying to, and he was like, (laughs) screw this. But Hannibal is nothing but an artiste, if not an artiste. So he would have taken the time, I think. So I think it was Will. Because Will does a piss Can he, though, considering? Because all these eyes are now watching him, he can't dedicate his time to his art quite like he used to. Hannibal? Yeah. Okay, So he probably had to give very broad brush strokes for this one. And that's what that is. Mm. That's oh. the only way that would make sense to me. Because he, because like, like I said, if you take a tree man in the fucking parking lot, that he for some reason nobody spotted him doing doing, <laughs> doing that, and the flowers coming out of the guy's chest and everything, because no one suspected him yet, I don't know, well, he well, could do that. He yeah. could do that. But now that all these eyes are on him and watch oh, yeah. him, you know, as we're getting as we get clued in and teased at the end of the episode, like, oh, I guess we know there's. They're doing something that <laughs> we believe will. <laughs> so I think that's why it's a simpler... A simpler arrangement. Yeah. If you were. Yeah. yeah. It's just like... But I really love, like, that corpse. Like, it just looks so cool to me. Like, where did they... Well, they got the other arms from other graves, and said, they say, but it was still mm-hmm. pretty cool. It's like, oh. I saw when I was in Bangladesh, uh, Bangladesh, we went to a Hindu temple where uh, there was a Shiva statue, which was mm. almost as tall as me, so almost six feet tall. And it was beautiful. It was painted, like, night black, and it had, like, flower garlands and, like, blood all over. Well, not blood, but, like, paint all over it. It was mm. beautiful. I just love Shiva. She looks so cool. Yeah, I have... Uh, right here, like, continuing my talk from earlier, <laughs> of, like, <laughs> of, like, Alana and, like, Will, and, like, I feel like, maybe because I'm just in, in a story mode, like, being inspired to write a story, or maybe I'm just trying to be a detective, or maybe I'm just seeing things that's not there, but I feel like Will has a plan <laughs> of, like, Alana, and that's why he's being really creepy with her, so... Like, well, just, is, he like, tr- is he trying to scare her off? Yeah. It's, like, uh, a strategy just to make her think. Like, you know, like, the therapy with um, Hannibal is not working. Why isn't it working? So she's, she's starting to, like, look at Hannibal. And you can see that. Like, she's getting suspicious as well. Or, like, you know, confused. <laughs> well, if Hannibal's planting seeds, so is Will. Because Will yes. is basically, if we agree that he's lying to Hannibal, he's trying to get things out to people without Hannibal noticing. So it's like he's in, he's a, he's a police snitch basically. He's an undercover <laughs> cop. Yeah. That's what he is. But yeah, I think he's trying to safely alert Alana, but without blowing his cover. cover. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
so Alana talking about Will and Hannibal's courtship, like basically saying, what the fuck is going on with you two? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I wrote that down. I put, it's a courtship. Mm-hmm. Alpha, beta, omega, inspiration. <laughs> it is some sort of sadistic mating dance, is what I wrote. <laughs> that's, like, what I, that's what I love about the alpha, beta, omega dynamics. So they actually write about those, all those, all these murders happening as courtship rituals, and it's just oh, like when a cat brings you a dead mouse to kill it. Yeah, like or like how I think I mentioned last uh, when uh, Randall Tier was killed and he was plopped on the table and whatever, and I explained how it's in that an author wrote. How that's how they prove to the other, I'm worthy of you. So here's a, here's a big dead body. <laughs> and this and is contributing offering. to that. It's just showing bigger displays, almost like a dancing bird, a peacock. Like, this is, this is him peacocking. <laughs> it's like, look at this wonderful <laughs> dead art for you, baby. It's I'm going like, to do this for you. It's like, he loves me. <laughs> this is my bouquet of flowers. <laughs> Oh, I think that was in another uh, fan fiction I read somewhere from the tree man that happened. Someone wrote, I, th- I guess traditionally, uh, someone so like if you're courting someone, they would just give them flowers. And then Will thinks to self, he did sort of give me flowers. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> so cute. Uh, so Mason meets with uh, I was about to call her Mabel, Margot in the stable. <laughs> And tells her that she's looking really, really radiant. Oh, it was scary in that scene. Yeah, and Mason's hair in the stable is how my hair usually looks, so, yeah! (laughs) (laughs) But that was so creepy because he knows Mm. that something's up. And Hannibal kind of, like, told told him, yeah, like, hey, you look, uh, you look glowing. And I'm like, oh, God, he knows. (laughs) Gross. And then he, I think this was a scene where he was implying that he wanted to be the father of a child. And I'm like, ooh, Targaryen. Yeah, I got that, I got that, too, like, from that whole scene that's, like, well, it's also, like, an old world uh, royalty thing, right? A lot of blue bloods thought. You, it, the blood will be more blue if uh, if we keep it in the family. Keep it in the family. You know that makes the the, the bloodline stronger. Mm-hmm. And now we know that's not true. But <laughs> well, it's a big uh, <laughs> plot point of the Targaryens' Game of Thrones. Like uh, mm. the, the Targaryens intermarry and have children and, uh, through incestuous incestuous means. But it also can even though some Targaryens end up being great rulers and amazing people. Others end up being crazy because of the incestuous the relations. DNA, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think this is a case for that. So, <laughs> but so it puts into plan Margot's plan to leave, uh, leave the estate with her baby. Mm-hmm. And then we see how horrible that ends up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, but so this episode is all about death and rebirth. The idea of destruction needed for creation is a big theme. Mm. And it was really creepy to me. Yeah. Like the, the idea that. Excuse me, I'm just burping a lot. We <laughs> did have pizza. Yeah, I had a lot of pizza just now. But anyway, going on, the idea because Shiva is a big, uh, a big symbol in this episode. So it's like a, a lot of phoenixes are mm. coming up. So is uh, this is more a question for later? Is Will both a creator and a destroyer in this episode? I was hmm. like, I think so. Because he both created the life, and he's trying to take down animals. Mm. So he is technically Shiva. I think, yeah, and I think Hannibal's also saying that too. It's like we're both like Shiva, 
or we're both each other's yin and yang. It almost sounds like, or one <laughs> one's a creator because Will just you know gave his seed. The other one's a destroyer. Ooh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so um, well, <laughs> try not to spoil Celeste. I keep motioning to Sonia. Um, you know what I loved about this scene too, and I remember uh, I was I was actually watching it on the big TV and not my laptop for once, and uh, I was like, why isn't Will talking? And he's talking. Like, was that a weird edit? And then it happened again over with uh, Hannibal, him talking but not talking, and I was like, ooh. <laughs> I just love that shot because they're supposed to be mirroring each other, right? Mm-hmm. So like, it was a, it was so fuck. It was awesome because when they're not talking, the other is seeing. You could t- that's your cue that they're copying each other. You know, like oh. Will is mirroring Hannibal to look like a killer, and Hannibal's mirroring Will trying to look like he has. He's a human being. He has those emotions, those same that same empathy or something. And it was just so weird, and I loved it so good. <laughs> and I was like, I wonder if I would have noticed that on my laptop. But, yeah, I was watching on the big TV, and I was just like, I love it so much. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Do you think Will believes in a higher power? Um, oh, that's a good question. You know what? I think yes and no. I, I feel like he was probably taught it at a young age or, like, he yeah. grew up in Louisiana, and, you know, the Southern folk, you know, they all believe in the power of Jesus, you know. And, <laughs> you know, those tent revivals, you know, <laughs> Bible thumpers and, and shakers, you know. And <laughs> so he was probably raised a little bit on it. But then, I, obviously, as he got older and got more intelligent, you're very disillusioned. I wouldn't be surprised if something happened in his past to really just, like, you know, God isn't real. There's probably something up there, but probably not a God. He's probably agnostic. I think, but I feel like he's too intelligent to believe in Christianity per se. He probably believes in something, but yeah. Yeah, I agree. He probably I believes he in did. God, but not. Once he did once before. Probably yeah. Yeah. Like he's aware of all the Christian teachings, I think, because it's probably it's a very common faith around <laughs> here. So I'd be he probably knew like for for some reason in my head, Will is uh, a non-practicing Catholic in my head. I don't know why. It's <laughs> probably just because he's in the style. It was like all fanfic Yeah. <laughs> but okay, before we get to the end of the episode regarding what happens to Margot, mm. I wanted to get into this week's uh, Under the Table True Crime segment. So I just want to credit Ranker, Wikipedia, and The Guardian for this info. So this episode focuses a lot on birth. Uh, births, uh, deaths related, people being unable to give birth, that sort of thing. So this Ooh. week's episode is about, this week's tr- Under the Table True Crime episode is about fetal abductions. And I knew I was going to ruin your weekend with this, so prepare yourself, girls. <laughs> fetal abductions refer to the rare and macabre pr- crime of child abduction by murder of and at term pregnant mother and extraction of her fetus through a crude cesarean section. In the small number of reported cases, few pregnant victims and about half of their fetuses survive and uh, survive the, the assault and non-medically perform cesarean. Fetal abduction is usually perpetrated by a woman after organized planning. The abductor may befriend the pregnant victim. The abductor is so determined to impersonate a pregnant and perpe- or perpetual 
puerperal mother that she may use weight gain and a prosthesis to fake a pregnancy and cut herself internally to make it look as if she has given birth. She may take the neonate, the baby, to a hospital. The National Center for Missing and Exploited Children spokesperson Kathleen Nahiri stated in 2007, many times the abductor fakes a pregnancy and when it is time to deliver the baby, must abduct someone else's child. Criminal motives include delusions of fulfilling a partner relationship, childbearing, and childbirth. Recently in Fargo, North Dakota, William Hone and Brooke Cruz were charged on August 28, 2017 with conspiring to kidnap and murder pregnant Savannah Graywin and to kidnap her baby. Graywin's body was found in the river eight days after she disappeared on August 9th. The newborn survived and is now living with her father. In July 1987, 23-year-old Cindy Ray went to a doctor's appointment at a clinic in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Ray was a devout Mormon who was preparing to give birth to her daughter in about two weeks. While Ray was inside the office, 20-year-old Darcy Pierce parked her car next to Ray's in the lot and waited. Everyone in Pierce's life, including her husband and mother, believed her to be pregnant. In fact, Pierce had scheduled a procedure to induce labor for that very afternoon, but Pierce was not pregnant despite trying to conceive for the past several months. When Ray returned to the car, Pierce used a toy gun to record Ray's child into her car, then took both to a remote area in the Kibola National Forest. There she strangled Ray with a cord and used Ray's ignition key to slice open her belly and take the baby girl out. Jesus. When Ray's husband arrived at the clinic in search of his wife and child, he was befuddled to find her car in the lot, but his wife gone. He picked up their two-year-old son and began to search for her. Meanwhile, Pierce was discovered swallowing, swaddling a newborn baby that she claimed she had delivered herself after going into labor while driving. She claimed she had used her teeth to dissever the child's umbilical cord. Mm. Pierce refused to be examined by doctors at the hospital for hours. When she later agreed to be interviewed, she told officials that she hadn't physically birthed the child herself, but she paid a woman at an abortion clinic for it. After hours of her story falling apart, she admitted what she had done and led police to raise body. Excuse me. The baby was reunited with her family and named Amelia. Pierce was sentenced to life in prison. Teresa Porter, a Connecticut state forensic psychologist who specializes in female violence, scorched the notion that the prime mo- scorched the notion the prime motive is an obsessive desire for motherhood. This is not a maternal urge run amok, she said. The perpetrators are driven more by narcissism and grandiose delusions than an obsession to nurture, she said. There's no evidence they bond with the babies they snatch. These women are often extreme con artists. They are psychologically impaired, but the majority are not psychotic, she said. Porter added that if the abductions were driven primarily by maternal obsession, then infertility would prompt thousands of perpetrators, which does not happen. Nahiri explained that the women tend to be compulsive and manipulative and are principally seeking power, control, and attention from those around them. And they crave the cherished status of pregnancy or new motherhood, one of the most potent tools a woman has to try to achieve that. The attacker presents herself to others as pregnant, and nine times out of ten, she is desperate to hold on to her man in a relationship that may be crumbling. So by producing a baby that he thinks is his, she will have some control over him. And it's a power play, she says. And this happens a lot. I was reading that um, 
the biggest warning sign is that if anyone tries to be your friend when you become pregnant, like someone you haven't seen in a while, who's like, oh, suddenly like, oh, we should hang out, blah, 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 I have baby clothes, then you should be really worried. Because they're trying to steal your baby. That's creepy. I know it's really, really gross. <laughs> it's really scary, too. I'm like, now every time I know someone who's pregnant, I'm like, don't trust anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the car with each other. <laughs> like, I don't know, my true crime nature makes me really, really terrified of other people. <laughs> but yeah, that's fetal abductions. Yep. First pigs? No. <laughs> Stealing babies. <laughs> don't steal babies. <laughs> PSA. But so, um. Yes, yes. <laughs> still babies. Still babies. Still. And apparently, there's a way to tell if the baby has been stolen from somebody. Like, uh, apparently, they don't have, like, certain marks on their head that show that they have been birthed vaginally. Like, I guess their heads are a little bit narrow or something. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. how you get that weird little alien head when they come out. You know? Yeah. Because it's, sometimes it gets squished and. And then it looks you know, all narrow, and then it will even out again. Later. Yeah, <laughs> it's a cone head. Yeah, yeah, yeah a cone head. <laughs> but yeah, it's really creepy. I was just listening to a lot of uh, story. Like there's a, I think a sword in the scale episode about uh, fetal abductions. Yeah, it's just scary because the mom usually doesn't survive. Mm. Like in a lot of cases, she doesn't. And I'm like, oh, like this poor little baby has to grow up without it, without its mom. Hmm. But moving on. <laughs> But so Hannibal smiling at Mason during their second therapy session is killing me because I love them both together. (laughs) They're so funny. But Mason comparing Margot to pigs creeps me out. Mm -hmm. And there's this whole context about uh, where Mason tells um, Hannibal that the only way that 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 Margot will only get what she wants only if I die. And I'm like, he says that in the way kids say that they're never going to die? Mm-hmm. I think he's so, he's such a fucking child. It's terrifying to me. He's a creepy man child. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but how good is Hannibal's D if Alana is suspicious of him and they are still dating? <laughs> yeah. Must be real good. It's like, man, he must be have a magic wand. <laughs> It's like, I fear for my life, but damn. <laughs> well, he is beautiful. <laughs> oh, my God. So many, so many dirty, dirty thoughts. Anyway, yeah. moving on. Well, he is played by Mass Mikkelsen. Oh, yeah. So, oh, mm-hmm. but yeah. Speaking of that scene, I really like how they show and don't tell on the show regarding Hannibal smelling the gunpowder residue on Alana's hand. That was mm-hmm. pretty cool. I love that. I love that so much. Yeah, like, just... Who can, who the fucking, pardon me, who, no, yeah, who the fuck can smell gun residue, you know, for real, it's like, what does that even smell like, like, I know pepper. you can, pepper, because <laughs> it's hot and spicy, <laughs> that's where the gunshot is, but like, no, like, uh, I know when you first fired a gun, yeah, you can smell, like, some of the, the, the gunpowder, you can smell some of the the ignition that when a gun is just freshly sh- freshly shot. Like the exhaust. But yeah, it's been sitting on her hand probably for a few hours. You know, like, I'm just kind of like, yeah, does gun residue smell? You know, I'm going to look that up now. Well, <laughs> <laughs> cops can usually, um, so I know they you have, can, you they can, have you the, can, the swab you can do on your Yeah, hands. you can do a swab and find gun residue on people's hands. Yeah, I, I know about that, but I'm like, does it actually smell? Excuse me. <laughs> I'm going to keep burping. I'm sorry we ate pizza before the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, it was really cool because he just like sniffs her hand and then he has a mental image of her firing the gun. That was so cool to me. Yeah. I like that she has actually 
learn how to shoot a gun <laughs> after like what Will told her. Because maybe like 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 I said before, my theory is that she kind of suspects Hannibal as well. Yeah, I would too. Like he's too perfect. <laughs> he's like a perfect man, and you're like, okay, he's either gay or a serial killer, and he's both. <laughs> Sorry, that's terrible. <laughs> But he what dresses too well. I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess he's bi? I think he's bi, yes. Who? He's bi. What? Huh? Sorry, I was looking at the gun I was doing. <laughs> We're discussing Hannibal's sexual orientation. Oh, I, didn't we talk about this in the first season? We did, yeah. Um, I think we like, talked about if he's like asexual or not. <laughs> I, think, I think we said that he he is asexual mm-hmm. because he gets off on other things. Yeah, like power and just his manipulation and whatever. And not to say he can't get it up. You know, if he just needs to. he'll if you if you need to, you can. You know, it's like mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone's process is a little different. Um, Did you find out if it smells? Um, turns out yes, it does smell. Hmm. But it's like one of those things where you can't identify it unless you fire off uh, guns a lot. By this, by from what I'm reading here, it's like obviously if you go to a gun range, you'll smell. The gunpowder. Oh yeah. And like you'll you'll smell it, but you might not recognize it unless you 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 shoot firearms all the time. So must be the metallic smell because the range yeah. I went to in Vegas smelled like metallic, like uh like it smelled like what I imagine um, steel like you know when you're filing steel like the fillings of steel that's what mm-hmm. it, that's what I think it smells like. Uh, some say kind of sm- well you smell the lead like yeah. if you were to smell a like just a lead of a pencil. That's what it smells like. That's what it, some people compared to what, hmm. what it smells like. Speaking of lead to pencils, one time my friend accidentally stabbed me with a lead pe- a lead pencil, <laughs> and I was like, "Look, I've been shot." You <laughs> <laughs> we were a good sport about that. <laughs> well, it was an accident. So. I mean, we were doing a test, so it was alright. But it's still like oh, I just love that. Like it, it just like a test. <laughs> Let's see if this kills you. <laughs> We were doing a test in geography class, by the way. <laughs> oh, you mean like a real test? Yeah, oh, yeah. I was like, let's exactly. test and see what happens with Does this, this pencil in your skin. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. So the final, one of the final scenes of this episode is Mason's skin tone in the surgery room. I, it was fucking terrifying to me. He looks green. Which is really offsetting with the red of his scrubs. Like, was, well, green mm. does mean villainy. Yeah, green and red is. Yeah. You know why uh, uh, Freddy Krueger's sweater is red and green? Because it's such a horrible color to uh, color combination. Like Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> red and green is apparently a color your mind can't really understand. Like them being complementary. Mm. Uh, it's something that I was, I was reading about in Freddy Krueger uh, documentaries. But yeah, it was a pretty cool thing to think. Uh, also, he did not have to take everything from from uh, Margot to make her sterile. He could have just had her tubes tied. Mm-hmm. Him taking everything was basically to prove that he could and that she has no power. But there's two types of procedures, though, is my understanding. To, uh, yeah, for uh, if you don't want to have babies. There's one that you can do, like there's the traditional tubes tied. But then there's, yeah, there's the second one where they just kind of scoop it all out. Because the second one, the first one is actually possibly irreversible. You can, you can, or like you can fix it if Mm -hmm. you really want to untie your tubes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's why that option exists in case you change your mind. (laughs) Because everyone thinks you'll change your mind. But um, 
That's my understanding. So, yeah, I think he just went the full-on, like, just to be sure. Just take everything out. Because if she ever did get away, she could possibly do a surgery that, you know, even if she can't do it naturally, she could always get, uh, you know. Her eggs, yeah. Her, get her eggs frozen or whatever and still have it implanted and blah, blah, blah. But that was you know. still pretty damn creepy. I was just like, it is. Mm, yeah, like he's doing it to hurt her. Oh my god, how much do you think he's paying that medical team to do that in secret? You yeah, know? like they're they're totally breaking the hippo uh, the hippopotamus oath. The hippo, <laughs> <laughs> hippocratic oath. Yeah, hippocratic oath. Because like that 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 is doing harm to her. Like mm-hmm. she does not need to have her. And she has no consent. Yeah, mm-hmm. her uterus is healthy. Like. She was pregnant, and mm-hmm. so they're just cutting out everything. And I'm like, oh, so gross. Ugh. And Mason really is like the cartoon villain if he has henchmen doing yeah, the right? work for him. Because uh, Carlo, what the hell's his name? Uh, Carvalho, like, what's the name of his It is name? Carlos, isn't it? Carlos? I yeah. think so. I can never Carlo. remember. Carlo. Let me see. Carlo, yes, that's his name. And so he, he runs, he crashes his car into her to stop her and incapacitate her so that she can be taken hostage and get and be but she wakes up in the surgery room so she probably passed mm-hmm. out from the car crash and yeah just like oh man that's so terrible mm. Ooh. <laughs> just, like even though i love mason he is a terrible fucking man oh yeah <laughs> yeah oh. he grosses lo- me out he just loves exerting his power and it's just he reminds me of, of dick uh, waving you remember, he reminds me of a boy that will kill things just for fun. You know, like kill ants with like magnifying glasses mm-hmm. or like take the fly, uh, the wings off of flies. Like he's that kind of person. He doesn't see anybody as equal to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember doing that once as a kid and I felt so bad afterwards. I, can't I took even... a fly, or took the wings off a fly and I remember like at the moment it felt thrilling, but then... Like, literally a minute later, I felt bad as I saw it struggle to fly. Aww. And I was just like, oh, God. And I'm like, now <laughs> do I kill it? Because now it can't fly? So I just smacked it dead, and then I, like, cried for, like, a little bit. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm probably one of those people who probably regret it afterwards. Just so we're clear, I'll probably have regrets. <laughs> Somebody posted on a. I, I follow the last podcast on the left Facebook page on Facebook, and there was a discussion about how would you get rid of a body. And I was like, simple. I live in a secluded area. I would just dump it deep in the woods and let the animals take care of it. And then, like a few lines down. P.S. This is all satire. I've never really thought about it. Yeah. Please don't take it seriously. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like satire, satire. <laughs> But, okay, so we finally get to the end of the episode, where mm. Alana finally asks, uh, finally voices everything we've been feeling this whole season, and she is us this whole season, yeah. so far, and I'm like, wake up, sheeple! Like, it's <laughs> terrible, like, sheeple. <laughs> wake up, like, like technically, like, I think, like, as I mentioned earlier this episode, she is how I've been feeling the last four episodes when I first watched this. Because I thought everyone was going nuts. I'm like, why is Jack not noticing this? Why is Hannibal be- winning? Yeah. Why is Will evil and murdering people? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I don't understand this. And then the big reveal. The big reveal. Uh... Alana implies that Jack has already lost. Ooh. Mm. 
and Freddie's alive. <laughs> the fucking bitch. <laughs> of course, she would have a big funeral. She Freddy was probably and that girl. there. <laughs> yeah. On the other side of the cemetery. She's wearing like a, a veil <laughs> so she can watch her own damn funeral. <laughs> but okay, so like Freddie is alive. Which makes me give me hope for everybody else we don't see the body of. Mm. So, like, uh, eternal hope. Eternal hope. Eternal hope. Yes. So, like, it's still good. It's still good. (laughs) But I love um, uh, Will going to Mason's house after he finds out that Margot has been sterilized. I wrote here, Will defends Margot's honor. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm just imagining how bad Mason must smell for all the time he spends in that damn pig Mm. sty. Like, I imagine he either uses a lot of cologne to try and cover the smell or he just doesn't care and just goes around smelling like that he probably doesn't care he's been around slaughter houses all his life i bet she can't even smell it anymore yeah he's probably like on all his clothes must stink like that in his hair but then he probably just pays people to just you know freshen him up <laughs> freshen up his clothes or whatever yeah he he's like the king from hair. uh coming to america standing up like bathe me <laughs> but i like how yeah will also seeds mason yeah, just like we all have the same psychiatrist. So yeah, that's what I wrote here. I love it. Yeah, that's what I wrote here. And Will sets Mason off on Hannibal bitch fights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dark Will is so badass. Yeah. But then you saw that glimpse of goodwill when he doesn't shoot him. Yeah, it's yeah, like, he, it's like you deserve to die, but I ain't gonna because there's a plan. There's somebody <laughs> else who needs to die. Yeah, because <laughs> this is also implies that um, I think I was getting the impression that ha- uh, Will can't kill Hannibal himself. Mm-hmm. I don't think he can. Either in the Dark Souls context that he hasn't leveled up enough to kill Hannibal. <laughs> I think in this case, like he's like, okay, I can't kill Hannibal because I don't want to, or I can't, and so this fucking psycho rich guy has to go do it because mm. they're basically Dark Link and, and Light Link. So. If anybody's going to kill Hannibal, it's going to be this crazy pig guy. So, <laughs> the pig monster. He's going to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for the next episode because I'm like, yeah, I want to see what happens. Because let's see how well Mason goes up against Hannibal. Mm. It's going to be <laughs> So we come to the end of the show. Any last thoughts before I get to the last question? There's a last question? Oh, what was your favorite and least favorite? Oh. <laughs> yeah. What was your favorite and least favorite part of the show, Celeste, and why? Um, hmm. Least favorite? I kind of miss season one of, like, just, like, each episode is, like, you know, a new, like, story of, like, a, of a new murder. Oh, and Monster have, like, of the Week yeah, kind of thing? Monster yeah, Monster of the Week. And it's just, like, I love, like, the, the story they're telling, but I also kind of, like, want to be the detective myself right. <laughs> I, want to, I want to solve some crimes can't be old let's go back to the innocence <laughs> but uh best was like the last three minutes i love the last <laughs> the last <laughs> scene especially when you see like will like running towards carlo and like tackling him yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, was <pretty> cool. <laughs> that was so great and then he like he punched mason, uh, mason in the face and i was like yes like i, I just I was like, ah, Freddie, my girl, I love her. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Will, yes. <laughs> Basically, I'm not writing down notes. And, just <laughs> and we're just like, yeah. <laughs> she just yeah. put like a huge heart shape on the page. <laughs> How would you, JD? Least favorite and favorite. Uh, let's see. Least favorite. Uh, probably just uh, just the whole sad storyline from Margot and just losing her her lady innards. And that's just that's just 
fucking depressing, you know, especially when you want it and you can do it and you had it within your grasp and then snatched away. Just that, you know. There's also the implication that he knew she was going to run and let her get as, Mm. gave gave her a little bit of hope and then just snatched away because it would have been better. Yeah. Bastard. Just torturing that a little bit more. And I'd have to say my favorite is just that whole beginning, let's eat a bird scene, you know, and let's just pretend like we're eating something else. <laughs> Swallowing something else. It's a penis. <laughs> well, my least favorite thing in this episode is uh, Alana and Darkwell. Alana and Darkwell are a lot dumber than like like, I don't know if I'm doing this in the context of what I know is gonna happen but I'm like the fact that they both act like um they're the only smart ones really really bothers me especially Alana where she's like what's going on I feel like I take crazy pills like everyone is Mm. is lying to each other no one knows what they're doing blah and Darkwell I I don't like Darkwell I want I want the real will back I want the good will (laughs) good will but this is the real will <laughs> I imagine our our, our wrap up episode is just gonna be me and me and JJ arguing yeah. gonna vote Okay, crap. well to be fair, yeah, this probably isn't real will. I feel like season three will is real will. Mm-hmm. I think. But you know, we'll get there. We'll get there. But my favorite thing in this episode, uh, is Mason and Hannibal's interactions. Like especially when uh, he may, uh, Hannibal looks over all disgustingly at the couch that Mason was just lying on. You can see yes, Mason's like, head in the pillow and like his jacket there. I also love the way Mason um, speaks so highly of his fucking father, and his and Hannibal implies that like the childish delusions of uh, a childish delusions of a father is not a way a man should re- be in real life. Or, like, I'm, I'm paraphrasing terribly mm. there, but I just love that. Like Mason just paused and is like, but that's how daddy really was. Mm. And then his head goes to the side and turns 360 degrees. But Mason is my favorite (laughs) character. And I'm so sad we only get him for a few more episodes. Mm. We're on episode 11, right? Yeah, we only only get him for a few more episodes. No. Yay. Yay. (laughs) I know, like, thank God he's gone. (laughs) He's a terrible man. (laughs) So anyway, we've come to the end of the show. Where can we find you on the interwebs, Celeste? You can find me on Tumblr and Instagram at Satuma, S-A-T-U-M-W-A-H. You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr as JJ Neeps. And you can find me on Instagram as JJ Neepin Films. And you can find me on Tumblr as Honey-Child, on Twitter as Honey-Child, and on Instagram as Nanu. And Hannibal's Horny Abachi can be found on Tumblr as Hannibal's Horny Abachi, on Instagram as the same, and on Gmail? Oh yeah, Gmail as Hannibal, uh, we're on Twitter as HHBachi, and at Hannibal's Horny Abachi at gmail.com. And since we are coming up to the last few episodes, we'd love to hear some questions from you guys regarding anything that may have happened in the show, our own personal lives, what we're doing, if we met Matt Mickelson, which we haven't. Yeah. How would we imagine that going? <laughs> please send us fan fiction. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you got fan fiction recommendations, please send it to us. Especially, like, I, I want these guys to read it. I've, I've read plenty. <laughs> I might even have already read any of your recommendations, but 
yeah, just rec- recommend something for these two. Something, <laughs> something to introduce them to. Well, them. I was reading, uh, speaking up, I was reading Devereaux's Disease, a uh, new series called uh, Green Card, which is about Nigel from Charlie Countryman and Adam from Adam uh, getting married for a green card marriage and ending up falling in love for real. <laughs> it's really sweet. So I'm like, oh, it's a slow burn. It took five chapters for them to break up. <laughs> so I'm like, damn it. <laughs> really good. I have six. <laughs> so it was really good though. But shout out to her. She's doing some really cute work. So I love that stuff. But anyway, uh, please contact us. Let us know what you're thinking of the podcast. It's shout out to the person who's been listening to our Carla Homoka update episode because that that surged in popularity on iTunes I saw. So I was very oh, really? happy to see that. So awesome. yeah, we still hate you, Quebec. Bullshit. <laughs> 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 But thanks for listening, and we hope to see you next time. Bye. Bye. Au revoir.